I just wanted to share this with you today. Ephesians 4.15 says, speaking the truth in love. And that's what's on my heart to talk about for a few minutes today. Last week, we talked about uh, 1 Timothy 3.15. What is the church? The church is God's house. It's the place where God lives. And I said, in God's house, his rules must be obeyed. God's house is the pillar and the foundation of, starts with a T, God's house is the pillar and the foundation of, this is an awkward moment publicly. (laughs) For those of you who say just weren't here last week, even if you were, it's the pillar and foundation of the truth. That's what the church is. The church holds up and it supports the truth. Who is the truth, everybody? Jesus Christ is. He is the way, the truth, and the life. What do we do? We hold up Jesus here in this meeting. If Jesus is lifted up, he draws all men to himself. This this thing called the church, the ecclesia, the drawn out ones is a non-religious word. It's a group of people committed to a purpose. And what's the purpose? To make Christ known in the earth to make his truth known. We support, we uphold the truth. So I wanted to talk about the truth today. The truth is two things. The truth is a person, yes, but the truth is a language. Did you know that? The truth is a language. The whole earth is searching for the truth. Do you guys remember in John 18? uh, We don't need to go to the passage, but Jesus is talking to Pilate, And Pilate's saying, are you a king? And Jesus says, you say I'm a king. And Pilate's like, why won't you answer me? I've got the authority to let you go right now. And Jesus says, you don't have any authority but what God has given you in one of the other passages. And then then Jesus says, my kingdom's not of this world. And anyone on the side of the truth listens to me. And what was Pilate's retort to Jesus? Anybody remember that? Pilate said this classic question, what is truth? What is truth? This, this, this high and mighty leader who supposedly had all the authority over Jesus, what is truth? And the reality is, truth is a non-existent thing if you don't start with the truth. If you don't have the alpha, the beginning, meaning the alpha and omega, you can't have the beginning of the truth. It's this transient, it doesn't really exist, it's, not re- it's all relative to the world. Truth is something that everyone's chasing after because they haven't started with the foundation of Christ Jesus. So the world is lost and wandering, wondering, what is the truth? What is it? What is reality? And I want to I give to you today that the church has to understand this to be able to give this to the world. Truth is a person, and go to John 8, if you would, with me, please. John 8. The truth is a language. John 14, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But John 8 talks about truth seven times. I'm going to read a lot here, guys, so so hang with me. But it's so good. It's so important. I I, I want you to hear this. Seven truth statements Jesus makes. He he says the word truth seven times. Beautiful. In completion. And starting in verse 31, if you don't have a Bible, look up here on the screen, but please stay with me, guys. Don't check out because I'm reading Bible here. Lock in. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
They answered him, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we'll be set free? Jesus says very truly, I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Go on down to verse 39. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth. That's the third time that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. Man, these are Jews that had believed in him. It says in verse 31, he's talking to Jews that believed in him, guys. He's not talking to Roman soldiers trying to crucify him right now. Jews who had believed in him. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said, verse 42, if God were your father, you would love me, for I've come here from God. I've not come on my own. God sent me. Verse 43, pay attention. Why is my language not clear to you? It's because you're unable to hear the truth of what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding true the truth. For there is no truth within him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies, yet because I tell you the truth, number six, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin if I am telling you the truth, seven? Why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Truth is a language. Did you know that? When we're born, we're born into the old race, the, the old Adam. Our native language, my kids learn English because I don't speak Spanish in my house or Mandarin. My kids learn the native language of my land because they're grown up in it. And as children really born in the flesh, we learn this native language called lies. Did you know that's your native dialect when you're born into Adam? And I don't have to teach my kids how to lie. Amen, parents? I don't have to teach them that native language. It comes naturally for them. This language exists in this place, in this land called the kingdom of this world. And the father of this language is the devil. Now, when I'm born again, I get a new nature, when, when I'm birthed from heaven and when I get the Holy Spirit inhabiting me, I get a new native language. And that language is called the truth. And that's the language of a place called the kingdom of heaven. And the father of this language is Jesus Christ himself. He is the truth. So I've got two languages. Did you know that you, you can actually speak two languages right now? Did you know that you know one language because of your time in Adam, but you now know a new language? Where's your fluency level at with your new language? Are you more fluent in the old language or in the new? Now hear me, I'm not talking about lies like I told a lie about a specific set of circumstances that wasn't true. And I said, my car had a flat tire, that's why I'm late. When in reality, I was just late because I slept in. That's all. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a holistic view. 
I'm talking about something that's actually bigger than just that specific sentence you said that wasn't true. I'm talking about a mindset. Holism, everything in the universe can only be seen clearly in terms of interacting with the wholes, not just the sum of the parts is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a system that lies upside down to the system of the kingdom of God, meaning you get born and you get taught to go up, you must go up. You get taught to be great, you've got to go up, right? Whereas in the kingdom of God, it's completely different. The lie is that to, you, you don't go up to go up, you go down to go up, right? The, the lie, the system says, the, this, the kingdom in this world says, gather to yourself and become rich. And the kingdom of God says, give away to become rich. You see what I'm saying? It's more than just a specific lie. It's everything in this world system preaches to us something that's not true. For instance, did you know that you don't have a real personality unless you're born again from above? Your individuality that the world so highly treasures, right? Be who you are, just, just be who you wanna be and just don't, don't care what anybody else thinks. That's a lie. You know why? Because those people who go off and dress up and do all that and they decide to chase what they want, they're just being like everyone else like them. There's no individuality unless there's true spirituality. Did you know that? You're not who you're meant to be in truth unless you're born again from above. My personality completely changed when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was a completely different person. Many of you can testify to this in your own life. You were completely, you, you thought differently, so you acted differently before. Now you think and act differently here. Your individuality is your true spirituality. Everything is fake. Everything is a lie without eyes to see what's happening in the real true kingdom. Romans 3, let God be true but let every man be considered a... That's an amazing thought, isn't it? Let God be true, but every single solitary man on the planet saying one thing be considered a liar. Just to, just to meditate on that for just a moment, it, it doesn't matter what the majority opinion is. It matters what the Bible says. It matters what Jesus says. Let God be the only one that's true. Everybody else can be just summed up as a liar. And that's really the truth. Everything in man from the fall, from Satan, is a lie. Everything's fake. Nothing's real. Even the good stuff that we try to do, it's all fake. And the Lord says, the truth will set you free. You get into a new kingdom. You get into a, a new mindset. So, Lies are spoken every day, all day, by two different sources, the devil and his demons and this world system. You get lies spoken to you every day in advertising, in the radio, in media, and everything, entertainment. Everything coming at you from this world system is coming at you to deceive you, whether it looks like it or not. Everything the devil is doing, he speaks his native language, he's speaking lies, even if there's truth mixed in. Or not? Can you recognize that dialect? 
The old man hears his native language, but the new man hears his new native language. He discerns the truth. And my conviction for why I'm saying this today is I believe we've got very small ears to hear the truth sometimes. It, it, we, we hear it whispered to us, and this is why body life is so important. We remind each other of what's true. This is why co- coating your mind and covering your mind with the scriptures is so important. It transforms your stained brain thinking. It changes the way you think. It realigns thinking patterns in your life. When I'm persecuted, I'm blessed. In this hardship, the Lord's actually producing faith. He's actually refining my faith. He's, he's, he's burning away the dross instead of the old mindset that says, I'm cursed, just as an example. Can you hear the truth? Let me ask you a question. Hebrews 10 says this. You joyfully accepted the plundering of your possessions because you knew that you had a better and lasting possession. Why would the saints do that in Hebrews 10? Why would they joyfully accept? They they suffered with those that were in prison like them, and they joyfully, joyfully accepted the plundering of their possessions. Why? Because they knew the truth. The truth had set them free. They knew the reality was that I've got a better and a lasting possession. Well, guys, we're not under major persecution here in the United States yet, but what if you actually got somebody that took something from you on purpose to be mean to you? What if they took your cloak? What do you do? Small claims court? I'm being serious about that. What do you do? Talk badly about them? Hate them from your heart? Or do you joyfully accept the plundering of your possessions? They put a privacy fence two feet into my property line. I'm hacked off. (laughs) I mean, I've heard this. We all know what we're talking about. They got in line in front of me and made me wait at the tag office, and I'm mad about it. I'm talking about little tiny stuff here, guys, for us joyfully accepting the plundering of their possessions. How could they do that? Because they saw the truth. How was it that Moses, one chapter later in Hebrews 11, chose to be mistreated with God's people rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin? How can you say no to that late night click on the computer screen, guys? How can you say no to that when everything inside of you is saying that's what you need and that's what you deserve and what you want? How do you say no to the fleeting pleasures of sin? Because he regarded disgrace for Christ's sake of greater value than Egypt's treasures. Why? Because he saw the truth. Because he was looking forward to his reward. But I'm telling you guys, like, if we don't have a mindset that's thinking otherworldly, then we don't understand the truth here. The truth will set you free, and the truth is that this is all temporary. The unseen things are real. The seen things are temporary. It's fake. It goes away like that, right, old people, or aged people, or wise people? It goes like that. It goes so fast, and we have a vapor of life here. Please don't waste it. I'm begging you guys with me, please don't waste your life. I'm 36 years old. I got one day left or I got, you know, 15, 20 years till I'm in my retirement. I don't have much time. Neither do you. Jesus maybe is coming back soon. Don't waste your life. You got trillions of years in eternity. Look what, you think Moses is sorry he didn't enjoy the treasures of Egypt for 5, 10, 40 years? Of course not. How do you do that? 
What's your fluency level in your new language? How do you get from living in lies to living in the truth? How do you travel from your native, old native language in lies to your new native language in truth? The travel is called faith. The travel is moving from sight living to faith living. Every day, every day, I take a step of faith from hearing the lies, take a step of faith into living in the truth. Daily battle. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes from the word about Christ. This last week, we had our prophetic training class on Sunday night. We had a fun night, man. It was, I was so blessed. This next one's going to be even better. Joanne Stotts came up. Joanne's gone. She gave me a sweet word. She said, the enemy's going to attack you this week and I'm going to pray for you. Didn't cause any fear in my heart. It's like, yeah, that's what the enemy hates, prophecy. He hates when we work together. He hates when the word of God comes. She said, you're going to get attacked for this, this week and I'm going to pray for you. I said, thank you. And I totally forgot about it. And Monday rolls around, everything's going pretty good. Get to Tuesday, kind of a hard day a little bit. And then, man, I got to Wednesday. Wednesday, man, hump day. And I just felt attacked. Things weren't really going my way. I, I tried, I was locking in the mornings and praying, reading my scriptures, doing what I normally do. But man, I got to work and I just felt hopeless, just, just attacked. It's kind of been a, kind of been a heavy season. I, I just kind of, blah. I tried to, I tried to go home. Lizzie's like, just lock away. You can go be by yourself and, and pray and rest and read. And, and I did. I couldn't get it off of me. It's just kind of a spirit of despair. It's just kind of heaviness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I just kind of, that night we put the kids to bed and I just told Lizzie, ah, here's everything in my heart. Just kind of, you know, do, do what we do sometimes with our spouses. Just kind of verbally, just blah, all over the place, right? Uh, okay, I, I kind of got it out of me, kind of got it out of my system. I, I wake up on Thursday morning, refreshed, start to kind of walk around a little bit, doing my prayer time. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to face the day. It's going to be a good day today. I show up right out of the chute, bad news, work that morning, right out of the chute, bad news. And secretly, I just kind of like Christian cursed under my breath, just, just kind of cursed. Thursday morning. I'm like, where I came from this mountaintop experience with the scriptures and prayer in the morning, and I'm down here in the valley. So I just start to get kind of worked up. I'm like, I'm not at peace right now. This is heavy on me right now. So I close the doors of my office, and I start pacing around back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then there it was. I saw in one of the calendars, I saw Joel 2.21, I think it is. Do not be afraid land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. The Lord has done great things. I just claimed that for myself and I flipped over to Joel and I just started walking around. I started proclaiming the scripture because the lies were telling me everything's against me. It's all going to crumble. It's, it's bad news bears every day. It's heavy, heavy, heavy. And I get the word and I come over here to the truth. Don't be afraid. That's the truth. Be glad and rejoice even though you don't feel like it. That's the truth. So man, I'm like, I got this. We're done with this heaviness that week. Guess what? I wasn't done with the heaviness that week. I show up on 
Saturday morning. Starting to think through, you know, what, what Amos, I think, threw up the night before on Friday, threw up all over our couch. I was discouraged. It was just Friday night heaviness. And I get to Saturday morning, I'm like, I got to preach a sermon to these people tomorrow morning. Who am I to do this? I feel like this big spiritually. I feel like I'm, I'm just living here. Who am I? What have I ever done? Why would anyone want to listen to me? It's hopeless. Hopeless. Sorry, guys. Welcome to my life. This is what you get. I'm over here. It's like this cloud and this heaviness over here. And I'm like, I've already done this two or three times this week. And I'm like, let's just read the Bible. So I'm reading the Bible. I fall asleep Saturday morning reading the Bible. Fall dead asleep reading the Bible. I can't get anything out of it. And so I just cry out. I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. And I hear Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, Saturday morning. So I start reading in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Here I am over in line. I'm in my bedroom. Spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Lord, I feel poor in spirit right now. I'm making my way over here. The Lord sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Lord, bind up my broken heart. I want freedom for the captives, Lord. I'm making my way to truth. Release from darkness for the prisoners. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Lord, today is your favor. I need your help. And then I got to it. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And the oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair or heaviness. And so I started saying, Lord, I wrap myself in praise. I praise you for my wife and my kids. I praise you for my job today, Lord. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you're worthy of my praise. And guys, I'm telling you, that heaviness lifted off of me. I got the oil of gladness back. I got the ashes brushed off my head. My thinking was so stained. It was just so cloudy. I got ashes off my head and I got a crown of gold put on my head because I'm a son of the living God. And I just started having fun Saturday morning. I got back to faith. I got into truth again. I, none of my circumstances changed, but I got into truth again. I got the oil of joy after that. I got a garment of praise. I just wrapped myself in praise. This heavy heart, this weary heart, I just wrapped it up in praise, guys, and I got delivered in Jesus' name so I could come here and tell you this story. Stand up if you would, guys. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would deliver us from a spirit of heaviness this week, God. I pray, Father, that you would pour the oil of joy on our morning. I pray that you would dust the ashes off our head, God. We can't even think correctly. We can't think accurately, God. I'm praying, Father, that you would teach us to live in the truth and the truth would set us free. I pray, Father, for my dear brothers and sisters, Lord, let them hear your truth this week about who they are in Christ Jesus. No more shame, no more condemnation, no more fear, Lord. Let us hear this new native language that we have, Father. I'm just asking you to pause just for one moment. Just listen with your heart. What does the Lord say to you about you? Who does the Lord say that you are?
So I pray that whatever you spoke today, Lord, I pray that they would be reminded this week of who they are in your eyes. I pray that they would go in grace and you would protect them, guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen, amen.